It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollack and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Today, we are continuing our series on the different love languages. This week, we discuss words of affirmation. Check it out. Oh, Colton did great last night. What was going on yeah. in the county? Uh, now? Not a worship. Thanks for, thanks for paying attention to, you know, little old Oconee. It's okay. I thought y'all met on Wednesday Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Let me throw this. What was last night? I don't even know. I, I'm the church don't leader. but you meet on Wednesday nights? Yeah. Well, you heard it. Man, just let me so get, hey, get your headset on and get close to the mic so we can there, make fun of you. All yeah, you're making schoolers. fun of me and you weren't even there. I was there. He oh, was you were there. there. You, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa, did you get that, Woj? Oh, I got it. Got it. We got it. Why would he we not be it. there? <laughs> Strange. Me and Jolin were both there. So yeah, dude. Trying to talk about, just trying to throw stones at people. I mean, Why was I not there? We don't know. Apparently, you didn't know about it. It's your own church. <laughs> I thought y'all hey, met on Wednesday nights. Greystone, we do a really good job of plugging in pastor jay's dialed in yeah man he knows what's going on at middle school he's gonna he's gonna love all levels except okay hey but i've been throwing some love out to oconey now okay come on now colton did do good good though he he brought it last night and alec alec did good with that little interview he did good he did a really good job because that was tough that was hard yeah cameron didn't really give him much well was it's it just like don't y'all normally meet on Wednesday nights? Yeah, we but did it on Sunday. We, mi- Sunday we mixed night. the high school and the middle school together. Oh, okay, for like a night of worship. Yeah. Okay. But um, but it was uh, it's it's always tough when you just become a Christian and sharing your faith. That's that's a tough deal. I mean, so I think Alex Alex does a great job every week. So Alex, Cameron Contreras was baptized yesterday. Oh, cool. Kalen's little brother. Oh, Kalen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and their their whole family was there. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, it was the best service at Oconee. It was. Ever. It was awesome. I mean, you it was you had baptisms, you had uh, the Smiths video. Mm-hmm. Like it was there was the worship was amazing, the the pastoral work was okay. I mean, I'd give it it was above average. I mean, I thought I thought it was I thought it was one of those it was one of those days you don't forget you don't you didn't remember that it was it was awesome. worship it was awesome it was really good. That's super. So what cool. was good about the worship? Um, the songs were great. Waymaker. I mean, I just, certain songs always connect. Nicholas, when we were driving the car, Nicholas said, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, when we, when we do worship, he was like, my hands just start to come out. <laughs> Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas is awesome. well, Nicholas is not like a, a animated kid by any stretch, but he's like, they just, it just feels like, I was like, yeah, it's spirit. It's awesome. That's what worship is. That's exactly what yeah. it is. It was and, cool watching him worship a little bit yeah. last night. Yeah. It was cool. awesome. Well, if you go back to last Sunday too, I mean the the topic was on worship. And yeah. we, we were teaching about worship and you and using your body language, your posture, it's well timed. So it yeah. was a good. Maybe people were applying. Maybe some people do listen to the messages and do listen to the. To the <laughs> maybe sermons. some people aren't just doodling; <laughs> they are just coloring. What are you doing? I'm making a grocery list. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I gotta I gotta update you on something I've really gotten into. Recently, bird watching. That's Jennifer. That is. I, 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 can't, I okay. I I don't know if you're throwing your wife under the bus. I just so Jennifer got like all kind. His wife got all kinds of like bird watching gifts for Christmas. Yeah. I, I feel like you're you're in this with her though. I feel like you're watching birds a little bit too, <laughs> Jolin. He's got to be right. I think because I got news for you. Like whatever my wife's into, I'm gonna get naturally more into. But I just. 
don't know when you talk about it. I, I, are you bird? Are you are you a closet? <laughs> What's your bird, favorite? Are you, bird? are you a closet bird washer? Jennifer's. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm trying to He's like stumbling his words right now. No, I'm trying to participate and and you know show some interest and. Yeah. You know, but she's really, she's the one that keeps bringing it up on herself because like at the women's conference, she, she brings it up again. She's talking, she's got this bird app that you can, <laughs> you listen to whatever bird it is and it'll tell you what kind of bird it is. And so we were in the hot tub last night and there was this bird like off in the distance. And I was like, well, what kind of bird is that? And she didn't have her app with her. She's like, I think that's the. <laughs> why are you making fun of I your think, wife? I think that's a thrasher. Why, 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 why did you do that? Why what was that, that voice? Why did you do that strange voice just then? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the um, brown thrasher, the uh, state bird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, you knew that that was the state bird. Is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, the state bird. I must have learned that when I was a kid. Mm. Jennifer's been working on me. But anyways, oh, I yeah. just, I feel, I, that's, listen. Yeah, so she's really the one in, into the bird watching, but uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to you know love my wife, spend some time with her, be right. being interested in things that she's interested in. Hey, whatever it is, you got to plug into it, even if it's but lame. It, it, ha- it has made for some good jokes <laughs> and some easy. I like that. <laughs> I like easy targets, kind of like the fish. Yeah, well, like the fish over and over and over again. Yeah, I need to bring that back out. What happened to the fish? Have you not heard of the monster fish? Oh my fish goodness gracious! Literally oh, four weeks no. in a row on Sunday morning, we <laughs> have showed you not the seen fish. the picture of the fish. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You must have missed Davey. church. Yeah. Whoa! Just shut up. You probably would have bit it. Shut you missed, up. You missed the month of December. <laughs> <laughs> and he got so excited he bit the fish. <laughs> Look what I caught! Just take the picture. <laughs> yeah, there's this kid that plays football for Grayson High School who's been coming to church. He was baptized last semester and. And after church on Sunday, he said, "I feel like I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Well, you're always you're always up on stage." And then he's like, w-, "He said, uh, where do you, where do you come out with all those jokes?" And I'm like, "What are you, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what jokes? What jokes?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, like the fish." <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you, what are said, you I saying? To, I need to bring that fish back. I'm so. not joking. That was... Mm, I struck yeah. out Brad Favre. Yeah. It, 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 the fish has kind of replaced the Brad when you story. When you have like back. a story or a joke that lands, you just you try and use it as much as you can. But, right, I right mean, after. that makes sense, though. I mean, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you have so many that don't. I mean, you want, to, <laughs> <laughs> you want to stick with the ones that land. I mean... All right, now that well, we're giving you all these words of affirmation, I yeah. think you're ready to rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, the, the topic today is words of affirmation. So we went over is, physical touch being love language number one, and now words of affirmation. Yeah, so we're in the middle of a series called The Five Love Languages for Children by uh, Ross and Chapman, and uh, we're covering the different five. First was physical touch. Second is words of affirmation, which you guys are not, and I'm not feeling much love from you guys today. <laughs> Well, that's not your love language. <laughs> yeah, when I, we don't need to pour in there. You're good. Oh, I, I'm I'm fine. Huh? Yeah, you're well, good. what is my love language then? If that's not my love Joe language, Joe, we we put him on the spot last time, and and he oh, he no. hit a home run and nailed the love language. What is your father's love language, Jolyn? Well, he got on the second try. I feel like it's quality time. I don't even know what my own love. <laughs> He's like, what? what is you literally sat there for a second, like Jennifer watching the birds, and just stared. It's definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's gifts. I think acts of service. I mean, I'll, acts of service. Yeah, I think definitely 
Like it means a lot to me when someone goes out of their way to do something, yeah. do something for me to make my I life. I feel like, but the way that easier. you show love to me most of the time is quality time. So I figured yeah. that would be yours. Yeah, it probably is. Quality time, acts of service. Okay, words of affirmation. Physical touch. Words of affirmation. <laughs> before, we, before we go down the rabbit hole of the other ones that we don't, we're going to get to another day. Yeah, so words of affirmation, communicating love and words are powerful, uh, encouragement, praise, endearment, things like I care for you, uh, words that give positive guidance, uh, words that build a child up. So we, so I think Joel mentioned this last time, uh, either we can use our words to build someone up or we can use our words to tear uh, someone down. Um, and the tongue, in Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, the tongue has the power of life or death. Which even, even when Joel said that in the last episode that, that you guys, your words can either kill me. <laughs> I yeah. think this is a yeah. term he yeah. used. I mean, that was, that was kind of like heavy just hearing that, that, that the words that we use... And I think a words that a parent uses with his or her child, they do carry a lot more weight than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like somebody else might might say something to me that doesn't bother me at all, but if my mom or dad were to say that to me, it it might really affect me more. Well, it's kind of like I can pick up my brother, but you can't. Yeah, I can beat up my brother, but you can't. <laughs> um, I think these th- this is this is very interesting to me because. I think guys have a master's degree in sarcasm. I mean, most guys, mm-hmm. like, boy, I mean, Nicholas's kids that are 14, 13, 14, 15, like, all they do is they're sarcastic like crazy to each other. It's just the natural locker room, like, just busting busting balls. That's just kind of what you do. You know, mm-hmm. you, you do that so much. Um, but a lot of times I think those those work in a negative way, too. I, I think we, we can... We can do that and pick at people, and a lot of times I think people pick at people because they have insecurities, and sometimes you, those are brought to the forefront. But I think we got to be careful, and I, I got to, I got to do a better job with this one because I, the way the way I say things, or I'm intense with everything. Like I'm I'm intense right now, and so it's hard for like my wife all the time will be like, you know, don't be so intense. I'm like, well, this is kind of how I live. I mean, this is who I am. I don't have the you know, like, hey, let's do that. It's just, it's not the way I talk at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, so tone with your words. Mm. It's not just the words, you know, of affirmation, the tone in which you say, you can say something all you want that's, you know, yeah, you did a really good job and say it in a sarcastic <laughs> way and not mean it, not heartfelt way and, and not mean it. And it doesn't, I don't think it hits at all. So I think, I think it's tone and I think it's, you know, words of affirmation. I think we've heard, we've heard it for forever, right? It's mm-hmm. not what you say, it's how you say it. I mean, I think those, I think those are tied together as well. Yeah, he, and he mentions that in the book, the, the emotion, emotional messages, tone of voice, gentleness of mood, sense of caring, all communicate. And he says emotional warmth and love. So I think tone is huge. And the weight coming from a parent to a child carries more weight than, than coming from someone else. Um, and he gives some example, like words of affirmation, like cheering them on at a sporting event. Do you, do you cheer your kids on at a sporting event? I try not to say anything. I mean, I, I literally try to, I try to sit in the stands and not say anything. Like even if they do something good, I don't say anything. If they do something bad, I don't say anything. That's what I try to do. Yeah. I don't know if that's right, wrong or indifferent, but. Well, you know, your kids and you, and they, and you, 
and I know you've mentioned that on the podcast before, that you went through a whole uh, middle school basketball season without saying, I'm not going to say anything to Nicholas unless he asked me. When he didn't care at all. Yeah. Yeah. So Just, he didn't care. He, he didn't. He asked me one question all year long. I told him that. Uh, and first, y'all didn't hear it in the past, but I just told him, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything unless you ask me. I was just going to keep quiet and shut up. And he asked me one question one time. So it kind of told me, hey, he doesn't want to know. And, and, and it's crazy. Again, how much for us a year has changed our life? Because now Nicholas literally asks my opinion about almost every game and wants me to watch tape and give me advice. And he's like, dude, you know, when you, when you tell me things, he said it really helps me. He's like, I, I, he said, you make, you make me better. And again, a lot of that's his attitude and his mindset. Like he's at a different place and he's, I mean, he is, he's really locked in and dialed in on like he, again, I talked about it with his wrist. Like when he broke his wrist and it changed his perspective on sports big time, like he is all in, he is like all about it. And so I think he now sees it as me helping him as opposed to, I think he used to see it as me criticizing him. Mm -hmm. And that that's where I do a bad job as a parent that I need to continue to grow and get better. It doesn't matter what I'm trying to say. It matters how they take it. And, and I do a really, really bad job because you know, we know these things as parents and we want to instill them. We want them to teach them and we don't want them to have to go through what we went through, but they have to go through what we went through. Yeah, they have to learn it. Most kids have a hard time taking instruction from their parents. Yeah. And I talk to, you know, parents all the time, but you know, a coach or somebody else will tell their kid the exact same thing they've been telling them, but they receive it better from someone else because because it's not coming from from mom or dad. Who's always talking to me all the time, always trying to well, teach me things. Giving them instructions and everything. Yep. From, you know, household chores to doing your homework to sports. But I think maybe what is clicking with Nicholas is my dad was a professional athlete. And he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's the that's the difference him. between me and Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when when Nicholas's dad gives him advice, it's from a professional athlete. So when your dad, Pastor Jay, gave you advice, was I like, was horrible. <laughs> I I didn't take it. You didn't take well, it. Well, no. But was there a point when you got to an age where you did take it? I think there was. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Especially past. especially in tennis because I really you know, like. Well, you, you were an all American. Oh, you yeah. were really good at tennis. Yeah, yeah I was real. That was the one thing I could teach him. Yeah. Or basketball. You couldn't and, teach him. You couldn't teach you, him you about pastoring. <laughs> you couldn't teach him the word about pastoring. You said the it's the one thing I could teach him. I well, think in, you could as far as sports. sports. Okay, as far as say, sports. I, I was just trying to give you more credit. I think there's more. Yeah. Well, right now him. I'm trying to teach him the the pastoring side of things. And, yes. And he's open. But it, it's interesting as your kids get older, and when we went to with you know when you're when, we didn't listen to our parents yeah, either. Yeah. So so I remember the first time I went to college. You know, I went from August. Till Thanksgiving without washing my clothes. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you know, you're you're turning underwear inside and out, and that's I mean, fine. Our, you get an extra day out of yeah, it. I yeah, yeah, no problem. With I that. get like four days out of it, but I, I that's mean, I, that's aggressive. But then you start appreciating your parents, like you start realizing, wow, my mom washed my clothes for me all of these years. You know, mine, mine still by, did in college. <laughs> Mine drove up and still did it. Does your mom still wash your clothes? No. My wife does now. <laughs> my wife took that over years Have ago. Have y'all ever washed clothes? Uh, once. Yeah, once I, or, wash, once I, wash, I wash clothes. I, so, I don't. so my mom gave Jennifer a word of advice before we got married that, that Jennifer has found invaluable. And my mom told Jennifer, she said, don't start doing something that you don't want to keep doing the rest of your life. That's great advice. 
Did she listen? <laughs> she listened. Oh yeah, yeah. What 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 area? Well, like like washing clothes. Like so, you do your own you know, laundry? Yeah. I mean, we but we both do it. But I was always, that like we we killed the bear, pa held the gun. No, like I mean, basically, so like you do it every once a like month, and you take know, credit for. If it needs done, I get it done. But what what she does do is I always fold my own clothes. Like even if she washes the clothes, she just dumps them on my side of the bed. Why do we fold clothes? I guess so they don't have wrinkles. You not just hang them up? Like I hang or all you, my, could, you could hang them too. I just hang mine up. I mean, to be clear, my wife washes them and then puts them over there where I can hang them up. <laughs> but she forces you. I mean, not forces you, but you hang up your own clothes. She doesn't hang them up for you. Sometimes she'll do that as well. She's she's phenomenal. Um, real quick though, one thing that um, sticks out. So so we're talking about Joel taking advice. We're talking about you taking advice. We're talking about me taking advice. Nicholas taking advice. I thought page twenty four in the book was really good. And I and I told Lindsay. I talked to Lindsay. We talked through this. And I told her I was going to write this on my, on my mirror because I thought it was really good. And this is just hitting exactly what we talked about. You may find it helpful to frequently remind yourself of these rather obvious things. One, they are children. Like, I think we forget that. Like, we forget because mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're raising adults. And a lot of times we forget they're children. Two, they'll tend to act like children because they are children. So... All these things we want to instill in them so badly and teach them so badly doesn't mean they're ready for it because they're still children just like we weren't ready for it and we didn't listen to those advice. Much, uh, much childish behavior is unpleasant. Facts, right? Like, yeah. um, if I love them only when they please me, conditional love, and I express my love to them only at those times, they will not feel genuinely loved. So I was just, mm. those, those first three things though, just made me think of, it made me think of that was like, we can want to impart all this stuff and teach them all this stuff, but they're, they're, if they're not ready for it, they're not ready for it. And we got to do a good job of like pivoting and not doing it and not mm-hmm. continuing to, I'm the worst at that. Like I want to beat them upside the head and just keep telling them over and over and over and over again until they get it. But just react to what stage they're in and try to then plug like Nicholas being in his stage now, like he wants my advice. He, he told me to, to in the game, he was like, "Tell me what you see, so I can fix things and I can work on things." And last year, are you kidding me? That would have been the dumbest thing I could have ever done in my life. Like it, it literally is like wasting oxygen. Leah, I don't say a word. I'm not going to say a word. Like talking to my daughter about basketball and trying to help her is a waste of oxygen, an absolute waste. Trying to teach Leah. She listens sometimes, by the way, so it's not always the best thing. But I'm like, but trying to teach her anything is a waste of my oxygen most of the time. Right now, it just is. Like, that's the stage she's in. But to your point with Nicholas, maybe next year she'll be in a completely, completely different stage. Maybe, but I got to do a better job of just shutting up and and backing off because I'm just wasting my airways. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wasting opportunity where it's just wah-wah on the chalkboard with her when I could use it better. Maybe I could fill her love language better by mm-hmm. doing something better. You know, fill her tank instead of wah-wah. Yeah. So I guess her love language isn't words of affirmation? It, uh, her No, her love language is words of affirmation. Her love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. She is her daddy's child mm-hmm. to a T. I mean, she she's going to say, watch this, watch this, and she's going to tell you, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you said I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, right? Like, I'm, she definitely wants to. And it's not just from us. She wants to hear it from everybody, which is a concern for the future as well. Like she just, she loves people's approval. She loves to hear she's doing good. She loves that. She, she thrives off of that, mm-hmm. which I did too as growing up. 
What's interesting here, because one of the things he says in the book is, if we overuse praise, it lessens its meaning. And it says, choose wisely when to use words of affirmation. So he was saying, like, don't say it's a great catch. It's not a great if catch. If it's not a great catch. I wonder if, if, if everybody agrees with that. I don't know, because what, you, what were ju- you were just saying about Leah was that she likes the praise. Like, even, even if... But she doesn't love, she doesn't like disingenuous praise. I will say that. She knows the difference. Like she knows whether you're truly, like... Well, like, and, and that's a hard thing with me, too. Is it, And again, guys, we're screwing this up as we go along, and I'm trying to figure it out. But, you know, I'll never forget several weeks ago at a basketball game, she was like, uh, she was in front of a couple of her friends. She was like, I played really bad. And uh, her friend's like, no, you did great. And, uh, and she, I'm right there next to her. She looks right at me. She was like, Daddy, tell them I didn't play great. <laughs> that's exactly what she said like she looked to me and she was like you know tell them the truth and I was like it wasn't your best game <laughs> I mean I put it as nice as I could I didn't yeah. say you stunk because she did stink I was like it wasn't your best game she was like see he told me yeah. <laughs> so but no I I, I, I don't know I, I I don't think the I think I, I do here's here, here's what I'll say I think again just like we talked about with physical touch I think there's stages of all of these but encouragement when you're younger to walk and fail you still need encouragement right you still need words mm-hmm. you still, still need words of affirmation good job good try good try good try keep going you're doing good um but i think just like physical touch changes as you get older i think words of affirmation change as you get older and you've and you've got to pick and choose as you get older how you use them when you're younger and they're younger they don't understand fully and i think they just look of that as motivation and because think about it anything our kids do when they're when they're young, we're always encouraging them. And we're always like standing beside them for their, mm. their first steps and rolling a ball and speaking and anything they do. It's always a, like our kids don't know what they're saying. They just know our tone and what we're mm-hmm. saying is a good thing. Like they don't know we're saying, walk, come on, you can yeah. do it. You can do it. They don't know that. They know, yeah, hey, I mean, they're hearing the tones of our voice of us affirming them and mm-hmm. loving them. And then as they get older, obviously, you know, they know the meanings of things. I think, I think it would be a, a dramatic shift. Yeah. Yeah. When Jolyn's 25 years old, I'm like, great job walking, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now it's, you pulled up in that, that pair of pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Dude, was, I like my PJs. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that's, um, and I'm, I'm feeling majorly convicted here. I'm going to have to, but which part, what are you feeling convicted about? Giving Joe and a hard time. Oh, about no. his, Dude, uh, I don't care what you say about my PJs. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hope I didn't crush you. I'm, you just spoke death into my life <laughs> <laughs> just now, but I do think one of the most like important ways you talk to your kid, like, especially like after a game, especially like after like a bad game is like, are you going to speak life or death into your kid after a, a bad game? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to, like, if you sit there and tell them all the things they did bad and how to correct them and this and that, like, this is going to crush like they already the know they did they, bad. You already know you did bad. Yeah. yeah. It, it is hard. It's, it's, a, it's, a fine, it's a fine line with, with that. That's why, uh, and we've said this in the past, but that's why I don't think you, don't, I don't think you speak after a game about goals and, and, and mm-hmm. what you did. I think it makes it easier. Like, did you have fun? Did you try as hard as you can? Because yeah. you can say that when you suck, too. Like and they yeah. can and they can say they can open the door and say no it wasn't fun, um, but that's why I think it's important that we don't put stipulations or we don't reward or always congratulate. The first thing we do is great home run because great home run. Okay, that means I, I hit home runs. I did great. Great bucket. Oh, I get buckets. I do good. Like 
and that's one thing to stress to I stress to my kids, and again, they're getting older at eighth and seventh grade, is like you can't control whether the ball goes in the bucket. It's not like you tried any harder this game to get the ball in the bucket than you did last game, but you can control whether you play hard and be a great mm-hmm. teammate. Yeah. Like we we watch tape and my wife makes fun of me all the time because I always gravitate to the bench. Like because they film the game from the side and you can always see the bench. And I always gravitate to the bench. I always watch people's reactions. Mm. I just, anytime something big happens or something bad happens, I just gravitate towards the bench and I see, I'm like, I can see what kind of teammate you are. Mm. Like I can see if you're, because if you're a you person, then you're, you're not worried about like big moments and stuff. You're Why am I not playing? I'm like, your job is to be your best teammate. That's one of the things that I can compliment and use words of affirmation with Leon. I'm always like, you're the best teammate I know. You're always standing up. You're you're waving your arms. You're jacked up. You're excited. I said you get so excited. You get more excited when other people score than you do. Like that's a good thing. But but again, I think it, that's something you can start when they're really really young. Don't put the don't put the affirmation on the success or the outcome because if we put on the outcome, then you're always good, then then we're gonna feel some kind of way when we don't have that particular outcome. But if we put it on, did you have fun and the and the mm-hmm. did you try as hard as you could? You can't control the other stuff. And we've talked about that obviously before, but. I think it's important. Those are those are using words of affirmation, but we're not talking about, you know, success or what we deemed successful that mm-hmm. game or outcomes. You know, we're not we're not talking about outcomes. One of the things he mentions in the book is finding positive things to encourage your kids on. Like it's so quick, so easy for us to find something negative to to criticize them. But he says, be on the lookout for positive. Catch them things. doing good things. That's it. Catch them doing good things, and then, you know, give them words of affirmation based upon that. But that's I, I think that's I think that's I think that's harder than it's easier to catch them doing bad things, right? Or easy mm-hmm. to want to correct things. But man, when you see something good, like point it out quick. Yeah. I mean, dude, that was awesome. I love the way you just treated that person. What gets rewarded gets repeated. Yeah. So if you're rewarding someone for the positive. Then, then uh, you know, point that out, and, and they'll do it again. The, the word encourage means to instill courage. What do you think about that? Instill courage. What's courage? What's is it, the, what's the definition is of courage? Is it overcoming fear? Is it being bold? Emboldening them, I would think. Yeah. Like, yeah. You definitely want to have courageous kids. That are willing because because life is tough. Yeah. There, there's going to be battles to fight and difficulties to overcome, and there's going to be battles to lose. Yeah, a lot of battles to lose. Yeah, a lot of battles to win. But yeah, I mean, here here's an interesting thing he said in the chapter. He says, "The more anger the parent harbors, the more anger the parent will dump on the children." And he says that the greatest enemy to encouraging your kids is anger. I completely support that. I completely agree with that. You want angry kids, be angry. Mm-hmm. You want temperamental kids, be be temperamental. You want to be an over, you want overreacting kids, be overreacting. By the way, you want judgmental kids, be judgmental. I mean, if you're judgmental, your kids will. Like, that, that's the, they are absolutely always adopting what we do, what we believe, who we are. Like, and, and they're always listening. Uh-huh. And you know what? You know what's interesting is a lot of the things that I resent the most in my kids is the things that I do. I don't know if you feel that way oh, or yeah. not, but oh, I'll, yeah. I'll see something that just drives me up the wall, and I'm like, 
Mm, they got that from me. Yeah, I wonder where they got that, buddy. Yeah. Into that. Yeah, I mean, because mm. because we are we are shaping, we are modeling, and they're going to get their belief system and their how they treat. Because because how many how many people do you know, Pastor Jay, that they have anxiety? Their parents have anxiety. Like right, like they, they having they have, yeah. they've they've inquired that from them. But but my son with his phone, <laughs> it's it's the hardest thing ever. I mean, it's just I hate the phone. I hate the phone with a passion. I can't stand cell phones. I hate them. If I could get rid of all of them, I'd get rid of all of them. You're basically saying you got this cool thing called ARO. Yeah, it, it's it's so I have the conviction with with Nicholas, and and it's it drives me nuts. So the the um. There's this box and it's it's AR it's ARO and you can go to ARO go ARO is it go ARO yes goaro.com I guess and you can see it but it's it's really cool the premise behind it is it, it has a charger inside it has an app that comes with it and so what you do is you put your phone in it and you get rewards or points for how long you keep your phone in the box so you don't have your phone on you so naturally like my kids right away started to become like Leah started get your phone in the box you know get your phone in the box like you start to think, you know, competitively, but um, me and me and Lindsay were talking about it. Like, what are our hard, fast rules? And Lindsay actually said this. This makes me so happy. This is what my wife does. This is amazing. She, um, she's printing out. We're, we we talked about this today, actually, on the way over here. She's printing out cell phone rules, and she's going to have it printed out and right next to the RO box. And we're going to put it. She's going to put it there, and she's going to have cell phone our cell phone rules of. If you haven't done your homework, like when you get home from school, you haven't done your homework, you haven't done your chores, you're not allowed on your phone. You're not allowed to touch your phone. Mm -hmm. After 9.30, your phone goes in the box. Like we're done with phones. All of us, all of our phones go in the box. But it's kind of cool because of the app and you can compete and the rewards. And um, But just a cool way to, again, uh, take away something mm -hmm. like that, that I struggle with, by the way. I, I struggle with that and, and watching and, and it's it's a... It's a big time. It's a big time thing of mine, and I, and I and I talked about it. You know, whenever we go somewhere, I, I try to tell Nicholas just leave your phone right here, and I'm gonna leave my phone right here. Um, but it's something that I look to catch him in. It's not what it's not looking to praise him. I'm looking to catch him in it, mm -hmm. which is which is not good. Yeah, with the words of affirmation, uh, he talks about children need guidance, and words of guidance must be given in a positive way. And he says a positive message delivered in a negative manner will always reap negative results. But then he get, he gives some biblical examples here. Of, he gave one example of God with Adam and Eve in the garden. He gives all these positive things, and then there's only one, one negative. And then the same with Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Like his teaching was overwhelmingly positive with a few negatives peppered in. And one of the things I've tried to instill in leadership is I call, I call it the sandwich Compliment sandwich? Yeah, the compliment sandwich. Is yeah. that it? So That's you, what I've heard. You give a positive, positive and negative, and a positive. So you sandwich. You might want to talk to someone about something negative or point something out, but you sandwich it with two positive. Well, because then, the, then they hear the they hear the positive first, and then you can take in what you want, and then you leave with negative. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what I've heard it explained as. You know, so you don't think automatically shut down or negative, negative, negative. You think positive, and then, okay, let's think about maybe doing something you know, that's great effort, but let's maybe think about a better way we could do this. Mm -hmm. And then, but you're doing a great job. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it, that's what it boils down to, yeah. I think. It, but, but again, it's how you say it, right? That's, that's also making you say something positive. 
That's yeah. instead of, and, and so your tone is going to be better. Well, it's easy actually. to point out the negative. It's always easy. Yeah, so, God, so, so easy. So I'm, good, I'm really good at that. It forces you to find some positives. I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was interesting too. It said all children are guided by someone. If you are, if you are their parents and not their primary guides, then other influences and individuals will assume that role at school, um, on their cell phones, wherever. But somebody else will take that responsibility from you. And they'll do it. So you you want to be the strongest voice in your child's life. And I want to be you, their guiding force. And if you're constantly negative, you're you're who gonna the heck lo- wants to be around there. You're gonna lose that right. Who the heck wants to hear negative all the time, dude? We we make it a point to to talk about energy vampires and get those people out of our lives, and then we nag the piss out of our kids. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. we literally do that all the time. We're like, nope, not hanging out with them. They're negative, negative. They're negative. And then you're like. And I'm the dad who's tending to, pointing out this, pointing out this, pointing out this. And they're like, geez, this ain't fun to be around. I can't do anything right. You know, I mean, it's tough, man. He, he mentions in the, in the book asking for your kids' forgiveness. So, so we're all going to say things that we shouldn't say. And the, the weight of the things, as we mentioned earlier, brings life or death. But I do think there's a time when we just apologize to our kids and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I got caught up in the heat of the moment. I mean, do you you ever had have you ever had to apologize to your kids? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, we we um we had a we had a situation a couple weeks ago. We were at a friend's house and we were having dinner, and naturally the story progressed or the storytelling progresses, and we're having fun and we're sitting there and it's cool. And then we start a subject came up and we started talking. We started talking about somebody, and um, we started talking about this lady, and it was and it, it was not in a friendly tone. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know it. It's kind of like those people at church, like, you know, we should pray for them, you know, kind of pointing out somebody, but in a, in a nice manner, but talking about how, oh, they're so sweet, but golly, think about, you know, the way they do X, Y, and Z. And it was flipping fantastic because Leah goes, you know, y'all are talking about her. Like my 12 year old. She's like, that's, that's not very kind. Y'all aren't speaking words of life. Like y'all aren't speaking kindly about them. I was like, Lee. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I, and I told her, I was like, you're right, I'm sorry. Like we, you're at, we're absolutely wrong. That's not how we should talk about people. That's not right. You're, you know, thank you. Thank you for saying that. So we, unfortunately we do that. And I do that a lot in our household, not Lindsay as much, but the way I spoke to him, what I said. And I think it, it communicates to our kids, Hey, we're not perfect. We're going to, we're going to make mistakes and, and we need to ask for forgiveness and we need to, you know, you're also modeling we to, it, right? We're mo- we're modeling the right things. So. Um, and then I, I like what you said there. I'm going to try to do better. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm sorry. We're, we're going to, we're going to try to do better. So we're all, we're all growing. We're all, we're all work in progress. Yeah. And I think accountability is a big word. Mm-hmm. That's a good word to teach your kids that my teach, my kids have taught me a lot about different things because I, and, 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 and I think giving them the mantle of that and telling them that, like, I, I like to tell them like, listen, you're my accountability partner. Like when I, when I touch my phone and I'm, and I'm driving, like, dude, say it. And, and I'll purposely touch my phone because Nicholas is not assertive. He's, he's not a, he doesn't like to use, he doesn't like to be confrontational or say things. And I'll purposely grab my phone and see if he'll say something. And I'm like, you going to say something, you know, you're going to, you're going to say something to me. I'm on my phone. And I'm like, if you're in the car with somebody who's on their phone, like and they're and they're texting and you don't say something, you, you go hit a tree and you're dead. You know, like you have to be willing to stand up for what's right, but giving them, giving them the freedom to stand up for that and giving them the freedom. Cause if they'll do it with you, I think they'll do it with their friends. 
I think that mm-hmm. I think that's healthy, yeah. right? Like I think it's I think a good a good source of accountability like that and teaching them what that word means and then letting them hold you to a standard and then it's okay more so to hold them to a standard too. Like I'm just I'm being your accountability partner. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to attack you. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to yeah. plug in with you. Well, they give a lot of ideas in for words of affirmation. We we'll wrap it up with this. Putting post-it notes out, texting them, calling them, using special nicknames yep. with with your kids. Of, of course, to tell them you love them, tell them you're proud of them. Um, I'm sure our listeners have probably have tons of ideas that they could they could come up with. He mentions an encouragement jar, catching people doing good things. So, words of it. affirmation. Yeah, plug in, find their words, give it to them, love on them. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. As dramatic as it sounds, you can either speak life into your kids or you can speak death. You can either build your child up in faith and truth or you can tear them down with a single breath. And it goes even farther than just the words that come out of your mouth. It's also in the tone in which you say them. When your kid fails, what is your immediate reaction? How do you build them back up? Words from a parent hit so much harder and deeper than anyone else on this planet. So this week, let's be intentional on how we speak life into our kids. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or even entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.